Hey, I'm Tracy Manoknuku, the founder of Sexy Aging, a suite of online resources to support women through midlife, including the menopause transition. And I'm your host for the Sexy Aging podcast, where I have the honor of speaking to incredible humans and experts in the field of midlife health, longevity, mindfulness, business, all the things really, with a healthy dose of menopause facts. There's no BS here. If you're interested in checking out my other services, which include a menopause management online course, workshops, coach calls, my book, and blog posts, then go to www.sexyaging.com. The podcast is also hosted there. Let's go. Georgina Langdale is an angel who is helping to rescue thousands of women from around the world from the taboo of vaginal dryness. In this second special episode for World Menopause Day, I'm discussing this symptom with Georgina with more detail around the pH level necessary for the vagina to thrive, intimacy, relationships, and helping women feel physically and mentally well again. Georgina has also offered a discount for the sexy aging community on her Natfem Balm, which was shortlisted in the Pure Beauty Awards in London. You can find the link in the show notes to access the discount. Discount or not, I highly recommend that we start moisturizing our vaginas like we do the skin on our face and body. And I've also added a link to a blog post that Georgina has written entitled Beyond Menopause, A Different Power Awaits. Enjoy it all. So on World Menopause Day today, uh, super excited to have Georgina Langdale from the founder of Archaeus and the creator of Natfem, which is something we're going to talk about a little bit later. Um, we have been connected through Dr. Samantha Newman, who has also um, provided an interview for the Sexy Aging podcast for World Menopause Day. So this is a double whammy, and we're talking about vaginal dryness, which is a massive topic, to be honest, and it's one that I hadn't explored in depth before um, this moment. The podcast has been going for about 18 months, but I've been hearing more and more about this particular symptom during menopause, and I just went, you know what, we're going to talk about this, because not enough people are, and I know that there are women out there that are really struggling with this, Mm. Um, so I'm super excited to have you on the podcast, Georgina. Um, yeah, welcome. <laughs> thank you, Tracy. Thank you so much. And, you know, I think there can be such a thing as happy menopause day. So I'm just going to put that out there for start. We're going to change that. I think the idea, yeah. the ideal eventually is that we don't have to celebrate it for a day to create awareness. I think yeah. the fact is that there is the information People yeah. easily have a conversation. So that's where we're kind of heading towards. And with women, the way we are in our midlives, we're pretty gung-ho. We'll get shit done. <laughs> this will. will happen. We yeah. will. We will indeed. But, you know, you look back and you think, you know, you go into menopause and, and there is a bit of, oh, my God, no wonder my mother never told me about this. <laughs> so, but it's fantastic that finally we're changing that. And um, people such as yourself doing these podcasts and things to help bring issues out into the open are really wonderful. So thank you from yeah. a lot of us out there for what you're doing. Well, I'm just going to put it out there on the podcast. And for the listeners today, um, I am starting to experience some vaginal dryness now. 
Yeah. Uh, uh, when I released my book, I couldn't speak from an authentic perspective on that symptom. So I had um, a good friend, she wrote her uh, her story about her experience with vaginal dryness so that it was real and authentic. And I you know, I would never write something that I'd never experienced. So that her story is in the book, but I didn't have a story about that. But now I'm starting to experience it, which is actually really interesting. Yeah. Um, but I want to hear your story. <laughs> so um, you've okay. actually come through menopause. You're in postmenopause now. I am a postmenopause champion of the universe. Oh, my God, Nirvana. <laughs> uh, I, you know, um, I have to say right off the bat, I have found with all the symptoms and stuff that we go through with menopause I have found the menopause transition to be the most empowering amazing roller coaster of a transition of my life but I love it I I love being a woman in my mid-50s I feel like I have stepped into my power and it's been really wonderful but yes along the way I've done the roller coaster that you know many of us if not all of us go on so uh my story goodness me um where do i begin <laughs> i'll begin with menopause <laughs> shall i do that let's do that yeah yeah <laughs> so um for me my um connection with menopause took me by surprise and and um literally because we just weren't given information about it were we you know there's just hasn't been much out there but I, um, I had come back to New Zealand in 2013. I'd been working in Europe for years doing all sorts of things. Um, and I came back and I set up my business, Arceus, which um, was a complete change from what I was doing. I'd been working for the UN and Kew Gardens and running a cultural communications agency in London. But I'd always been interested in how we work with nature for uh, physical, mental and spiritual well-being. So I came back, I set up my business Arceus in 2013 to make natural skincare products from a medical herbalist perspective to help with mental, with physical and emotional stuff. And over time, the range started to develop mainly in response to requests from customers. Um, I became a bit of a go-to for the, the sort of difficult stuff that we, we end up dealing with. And a woman came to me who was postmenopausal, and she said that her vaginal dryness was so bad that she was splitting when she walked. Could I help? And I went, oh my God, I didn't even know that was a thing. Of course I want to help. Um, at that stage, I was perimenopausal. So I was having the kind of periods disappearing and then for months and then coming back, like, you know, waiting for a bus at the bus stop. They all suddenly come along at the same time. But I, hadn't experienced vaginal dryness and I started doing a lot of research and I was it found that you know most women will at some point experience vaginal dryness so that was surprise number one um also I had many women customers at that time who uh, quite a few of them were going through cancer treatments so there was a big fear around estrogen bringing in more estrogen because that may feed certain cancers. So I, I took that into account. But the other thing was a key thing around um, vaginal dryness is lubrication, but we always think about lubrication around sex, not just daily comfort. So I kind of wrestled with all of these things and created this balm. 
but during my own, and I'll come back to that later, but um, so for me, menopause started off with um, irregular periods, which drove me crazy, um, but I found some things to help. Uh, and, and then the vaginal dryness came along. And to be honest, even though I understood the issue, it still took me by surprise. And, um, and how it manifests can be things like, um, like you can split when you walk or loo paper. Who knew loo paper could be so deadly? You know, you, that can just create a... A, a, a split or a tear, very, very painful. So all of these things kind of can, um, can occur. Then um, I went through all the brain fog and fatigue. And, um, and that was, that was hard. That was the one that really snuck up on me. And yeah, yeah me too. And, yeah. And and it just gradually, incrementally, you kind of thought, what's, what is going on? And I knew it would pass at some point, but I have to confess, I then, um, and I'm a nature girl, but I um, talked to Dr. Newman, Sam Newman, and uh, I went on HRT and it was fabulous. Yeah, well, we have very similar situations. You know, I come from um, a, a fitness and wellness background where yeah. I believe that you can implement healthy changes in your lifestyle to manage your menopause symptoms and a thousand percent I'll still stand by that yep but you know starting up a new business and this is where I think we're similar like our timelines we're in perimenopause and starting a new company yeah uh, the brain fog and the anxiety was next level and it really made me doubt my abilities to do anything across a business yeah to 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 support you know new people coming through the business to train and inspire and educate and I was started thinking I can't remember the words um <laughs> you know but I didn't even know at that point that I was in perimenopause but I feel like from a timeline perspective you're in perimenopause and you're also starting your new company would that be right I was and and there are other contributing factors when you think about the time of our lives when menopause strikes we can be in a real sandwich moment between kids mm. you know growing up leaving home or whatever um and then you've got your parents I don't have children but I both my parents literally um about the same week that my business went live my mother was told she had six months to live oh my god she lasted <laughs> she lasted 18 months wow. and but and my father had dementia and so he lasted another five years after she died so he died three years ago so from the beginning of setting up my business I was in perimenopause not that I really realized it until I realized it <laughs> um, <laughs> my my parents were both very unwell uh, and then since both died this actually has taken my journey and and I'm getting brain fog. I, I just thought, mostly I thought it's because of all this other stuff going on. I didn't actually think maybe it's my hormones in the middle of this. Yeah. Once I thought that and identified that it, it really has changed things. And um, but also I realized then I'm all red now. God, look at me, you know, hot flushes and stuff like that. Oh, it's well allowed here. <laughs> yeah, they um, 
they I've kind of gone through all of that but when they come like this it's because you know you're a bit nervous or something's happening and but 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 the body the body holds the wisdom so what I've also learned is when we pay attention to the patterns around the things that are happening hot flushes and things like that we can usually find yes it may be hormonal but yes also there are other external factors so now I know when I get a hot flush you know like now perfect beautiful timing um it is because of something else going on that extra glass of wine or whatever yeah so um or a stressful conversation or whatever it is so um that has been really enlightening and actually I have found that when you can pinpoint it to 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 a mix of hormones and external factors around you you can really stop beating yourself up so much yeah I love that part too so understanding how cortisol impacts on your stress right so that's a stress hormone it's not a bad stress hormone people kind of tag it as a bad thing but it will elevate during a unusual situation like um being interviewed for a podcast or (laughs) you know going on live television or you know those things would be absolutely normal and the fact that you and I are having a normal conversation about that happening right now and it's happened to me multiple times yeah you know so yeah yeah, sorry yeah Um, I mean it's good for the for the listeners right now to go actually this shit is real and it's uh we are who we are and you know we understand if they've ever experienced it it happens to everyone I've got two really funny stories. A couple of years ago, I was on um, the um, live breakfast television program. Yeah. And um, about my product I made, Nat Nat Femme, and and they had um, a jar of it on the kind of table. And the camera um, man, and it had a different label to what it has now. Cameraman zoomed in on it during live breakfast television. And then he saw the word vagina <laughs> <laughs> and he zoomed back out quite quickly. And he came up to me afterwards and he said, why didn't you tell me the word vagina was on the tin? I've just put the word vagina on live breakfast television. Mm. How could you do that to me? And I kind of went, oh, sorry. <laughs> um, another story, though, on the flip side was um, uh, somebody was helping me to get the word out for um for this product a bit because it's helping so many people and um the women's magazines um I have to say really shocked me they didn't want to do any coverage of the product because of the word vagina okay so this is actually a super interesting conversation right now because I use social media to let people know that a new podcast episode has dropped or that I have some new information around symptom management or you know I've a lot of kind of different resources happening to support women in this space yeah I was out walking this morning and I'm thinking can I use the anatomically correct word for the woman's reproductive body part in social media or am I going to have to star out a couple of letters and oh. how ridiculous is that? Like I'm having this moment right now, Georgina. So how? You oh, know, okay. Right. So can, maybe you can help me out because I would like to call this episode the vagina episode. Well, <laughs> you can, we're talk, 
we're talking about it, but can I use that word in social media? I don't know. I'm going to find out by next week, aren't you, I? You give it a go. Um, I, um, over the years, advertising on, on social media and stuff, <laughs> I have had so many ads uh, rejected and for reasons like they're too gender specific because uh, of vagina. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. I wrote, uh, you know, you can guess who, what channel it was that was blocking the ads. And I said, look, guys, if you want menopause and a dry vagina, you fill your boots. You know, the, <laughs> this, this, yeah. is a, this is an issue anyway. But I have, in saying that, I have noticed over the last couple of years or so that um, my ads aren't getting um, banned as regularly as they were. Um, and... Yeah, so just, um, but try. I don't blot any words out now. No, I don't plan to. I'm just curious as to what I don't know what it, Yeah, I don't yeah. know what it does to the algorithm. Mm. Yeah, well, I know that um, even my brand, Sexy Aging, has had some questions. Really? Uh, oh, yeah, because I use the word sexy, which in the algorithm can show up as sex and then can be banned or whatever. But, you know, I, I never, ever went into that that use of those words to become contentious I guess it really is yeah. it's just the message that you can be sexy and you can be aging and they're not mutually exclusive yeah it's always been about that um yeah. so, but it is really interesting when it comes to social media and algorithms and email addresses interestingly oh wow <laughs> gosh mm. that's interesting but I think when I when I hear you saying that, I think of it as a real reflection of where we are, where society is at in terms of taboos, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. we're still trying to smash through it, so we'll and, just we'll yeah. just keep going, Georgina. <laughs> yeah, we'll keep going. So there is this push yeah. and pull and tension yeah. between wanting to talk about this stuff and then actually being whoop, deleted, you know, from channels. So I think we just have to keep pushing on with it, really. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Yeah. So menopause, though, the, the, I keep coming back to this thing, too, that um, all things come to pass. So when you're feeling really down because you've got a hot flush or vaginal dryness, there are things you can do. And it might feel horrible when you're in the middle of the eye of the storm, but it, it moves on and it can be so empowering. Yeah. Um, and I think that sexy and intimacy and all of these things shift and move and evolve with those bodily changes um yeah so do you want the good or the bad side of all of that where do you want to go with this next because there's so much stuff to talk yeah about. you know that's actually interesting that you've said that too because um last week I delivered a workshop for quite a big company in New Zealand um I talked about menopause and how that affects women in the workplace um what was really interesting a couple of women came up to me so this is about the good and the bad part uh, a couple of women came up to me they said they'd done a couple of other workshops before a couple of yeah. online ones and they left feeling a little bit down about what's ahead oh. and but they said um my workshop which actually goes into this is how you support this stage of life and it's going to look amazing out the other side yeah. they'd never heard that <laughs> oh. which was here's all the things that you can do um 
and I said just out because I've given you like 25 things you can do across movement and nutrition and rest and stress recovery and all of that and I said just choose three because it can be so overwhelming with brain fog and things so I said like here's all the things now choose three now write it in your phone and just do that for the next month and see how it feels uh, and track your symptoms um, and then they, a lot of women came up to me and said that was the most empowering, proactive opportunity to take control of the menopause for themselves. Yeah. So, and that is uplifting. That's the good part, right? And I think yeah. we're, we're on a similar page with that. Like, yes, there is some, it's a bit fearful. I think fear is in the unknown. Yeah. 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 And when we talk about it, it's no longer something to be That's feared right. because yeah. there is stuff you can do. Yeah. I get, um, so... Um, over the last few years since I, I started making this, um, so I make, yeah, I make a balm called Nat Fan. Let's which, talk about that. And yeah, because obviously is, we're talking about vaginal dryness. We're talking uh, about vaginal dryness. dryness. So yeah. if we go back to the beginning of the interview, a woman, I mentioned a woman came to me. She said, I'm so dry. Postmenopausal, my vagina is so dry. I split when I walk. Yeah. And I created um, a, a balm to, um, to, help soothe and and repair that problem that has opened the doors to an extra I get messages and conversations and stuff with women literally around the world now Mm. who are coming to me because of this um, product Uh, I I surveyed um, my customers a couple a week or so ago and um, I found out that over 13% of them are actually getting uh, recommended by health professionals because, and we come into the thing, into um, reasons why. Anyway, I have heard so many stories about the good and the bad of intimacy through um, menopause. I want, if I may, before I get into those, just do a little biology lesson because yeah. there's a whole lot of stuff going on. And I think that this biology lesson is not just useful for for women, it's useful for communicating with their partners as well. Absolutely. Let's go, Georgina. Okay, let's do it. So in pre-menopause, before the menopause bust comes along, our estrogen levels are high, our pH levels in our vagina and vulval area are low. That low, that high estrogen keeps the pH low. That creates a happy home for good bacteria, for lactobacilli. Lactobacilli, um, their secretions and stuff help our mucosal secretions and keep it all nice and juicy and lovely and, and everything's great. And they prevent, um, they help prevent candida and and veg and bacterial the bad bacterial coming in and candida coming in when we go into perimenopause and through menopause the estrogen levels drop and the ph level rises it gets more um, alkaline and as that happens the good bacteria those lactobacilli can't live in that pH level. So they start to die off. So that starts to affect our mucosal, um, you know, juiciness. And so you've got less mucus, you've got less good bacteria, you've got thinning um, vaginal walls. 
and the bad bacteria and candida start to colonize. So bad bacteria, it's like enterobacteria that come like from your bum and your digestive tract and things. Um, they colonize. And so there we have the problem. Interestingly, sperm has a higher pH than our uh, vaginal area. So, you know, lots of sperm can, can also kind of rise the pH, raise the pH and, and create that problem. So what do we do? We go off and find some lubrication. And this is, this is the bit of the research that I've done over the years that has just shocked me and kind of lifted the roof of my head off. Um, so um, water-based lubricant. Sorry, Georgina. I yes. think just wanted to say that um, I think when you talk about shocked, I, I, it comes back to the way that women's health is managed generally yep. don't you think it's like yep. we're kind of left on the back burner like oh that can't be such a big problem we'll address it like when someone shouts loud enough <laughs> yeah and you right? think the word hysteria and hysterics it all comes from uh womb you know <laughs> yeah that's how we're treated oh she's hysterical in women's issues or something. oh that's that's really interesting never thought of it from that perspective but yeah now that we're shouting loud enough that we're not being looked after the way that we should and it's yeah. at the best interest of everyone yeah <laughs> partners and families and yeah so yeah. anyway i love the direction you're going carry yeah. on Yes, it's World Menopause Day. And if you're listening to this, I'm offering a special discount, 20% off my menopause management online course with the code WMD20. I've popped the link and the code into the show notes. This discount is only available until the 23rd of October, 2022. Hello. <laughs> Good bacteria, bad bacteria. We go and, and vaginal dryness, you know, mucus is going. So what do we do? We go and get a lubricant. And they're usually, and they're water-based. Most, most, most lubricants on the market are water-based. And we feel, oh, it's got that slippy slidey. Great. They're slippy slidey because, you know, like 99% of them contain glycerin, glycols, or glycerol. That's what gives that slippy slidey thing. And glycerins, glycols, glycerol, polyglycerol, they, um, they kill lactobacilli. They're, and they're basically sugar. They're, they create a feeding ground for bad bacteria and for candida. Um, and I kind of think of it like, um, like the SCOBY, you know, in your kombucha or kombucha, you know, it's, it feeds on sugar. Yeah. So that's, you know, kind of what's going on. Bad bacteria come in and they can then create UTIs, um, vaginosis, itching. A lot of those inflammatory vulval and vaginal issues are coming because of that bad bacteria coming in because the, the good bacteria has died off because of a mix of changing pH levels. And then the you know and then in cases of using a lubricant that um introduction of all that kind of glycerin um glycerin also i've read studies that show that it increases herpes outbreaks wow okay it, it kills bacteria and it impairs sperm motility it's mm. just like oh my god and um 
the world who they recommend that um, personal lubricants should have this um, level it's called osmolality like try saying that in a hurry yeah of, the number is 380 they say it shouldn't have more than that but most commercially available water-based lubricants far exceed that and some I've seen in research are way more than 10 times that level yeah and so so be careful you know yes we need lubricants be careful what you read the read the small print if you see glycerin glycols glycerol stay, stay away. away yeah I actually wrote about the osmolality <laughs> 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 can't say the word but I wrote about it in yeah. my menopause memoir from the World Health Organization recommendations so when it came to how to manage vaginal dryness I felt confident that I'd given the right information yeah um, so it's really good to hear it here as well yeah, yeah. so um, um where there's water basically there's bacteria and there's osmolality yeah. <laughs> um, <did> it. <laughs> but so um, oil has um, no pH and no osmolality. Mm. Um, so oils, you, you hear people using like coconut oil and things like that as a, as a lube. Oils play nicely with our vagina and vulval area. They play terribly badly with condoms. They'll make them split. But for us and for our bodies, and if we're not needing condoms, they're great. So... Um, when I was making my balm, I thought no water, no glycerin, and a lot of, and, um, but I also wanted to put in herbs um, that have a long tradition for wound healing, antifungal, a whole lot of stuff like that. Amazing. So yeah. What I do. Okay. Um, so for the listeners as well, your background is, a, you, you, you're a herbalist. Yeah. 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 I was talk about that. So no, yeah. I, I was a closet herbalist for years, but I've come out and, <laughs> um, and never heard that before, but yeah, yeah welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Um and but I had um from a very early age, through various things that happened, had been able to I really became conscious of how we can work with nature in a whole variety of ways to help us heal through trauma or through physical things or whatever. And so that naturally led me on to training in um, herbal herbalism and things because I wanted to explore that further. And, um, and so, yeah, so my approach, and then I trained in massage therapists and all sorts of things. And I was global communications for a UN project. So nothing really in life makes sense, but it all comes together. It does. Um, and, and they're wonderful mid, midlife years, isn't it? Interesting. Yeah. How yeah. It pull, yeah. How it does pull together. Mm. And um, so I started from that starting place of how can I work with, with, with nature to help people? And I've helped predominantly women heal, feel good about themselves you know, and support themselves in physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually through life. And that's what I do. And I, I, um, I didn't ever in a million years see myself being so donkey deep in vaginas, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, yeah. but to help people, you know, um, I get e emails and messages some of the saddest things um, I've seen is women, you start getting vaginal dryness, you love your partner, you want 
intimacy, but it is so painful. Yeah. And I and I will put my hand up and say with my vaginal dryness journey, I experienced this as well. You start, there's this terrible feeling of starting to retreat and it's not to do with loving anybody any less. It's because of fear of pain. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think this is a really good conversation now, isn't it? Because it's sort of like that chicken or egg thing. Is it the vaginal dryness or uh, or is it that I don't want to be intimate with my partner? And I feel like for a lot of women, it starts with the physical challenge in menopause. Yeah. Right? Totally right. So you start to retreat. You think, oh, I know I did it. You kind of think, oh, I don't want to do anything, make any gesture or anything that could be... An invitation. <laughs> Be interpreted as your game. It's to, invitation it's to sit. game on, yeah. It's game on, yeah. yeah. Get the Barry Barry White on the, you know. <laughs> but um, so you start withdrawing. And then the next worst thing to that is then seeing the look in your partner's eye because they're scared of hurting you too. Absolutely. Yeah. And so um, so um that I've I have had so many stories of women can't saying can you help me become a feel like a woman again and bring intimacy back again and then I (laughs) I've got one client sent me a message after using product for us she said oh my god she said my husband he puts the (laughs) (laughs) let's do this on the pillow Oh. on the pillow so she goes to bed and it's like hey hey baby yeah the pot is on the pillow <laughs> I thought that was hilarious how awesome is that I mean you you have that's a game changer Georgina yeah yeah I mean we can have a little giggle about it but that is you know for a, a relationship and knowing that when women when partners go through go, partners go through menopause it's one of the highest uh stats yes. of relationship breakdowns yeah is at this stage of life and yep. a lot of it has to do with lack of intimacy because of fear of pain because of vaginal dryness because of taboos of not talking about it so it's all the things yeah but that little pot on someone's pillow has literally saved their marriage yeah but also I would say there are other things that can save it too and um one of the things I've become very very aware of over the last few years is the role of pelvic health professionals so specialist physiotherapy for pelvic health issues can make a huge difference for women particularly if you're suffering with prolapse and things like that or or various sort of physical trauma from childbirth yeah and I think uh, that the ACC is now looking at treating these issues and um, it can make a massive difference and there is a pelvic health directory i think .co.nz where you can find pelvic health specialists in your area so they will help you get some you know you know help with things like incontinence and prolapse and stuff like that i really recommend that as another um thing to help yeah i think i think you're right i actually interviewed um kim vopney the vagina coach from canada Right. In, in the podcast last year and she that's what she does she specializes in pelvic health yeah. but I also believe it could I mean if, if there are any physiotherapists out there having a little tune in and listening in that it might be a really amazing opportunity for them for longevity in their career to yeah. consider retraining as a pelvic health physio yeah. because we are the fastest growing demographic globally yeah. 
women yeah. in menopause. So um, yeah. we, you know, the, the need will be great, and the opportunity for anyone who works specifically in that area should just I'm just putting it out there yeah and also for men it helps men as well because men yeah. are having prostate problems and things that can yeah. help there's there's a statistic at this moment here in you know we're in New Zealand um around six percent of the population is suffering from symptoms because of menopause so that's like 256,000 women here in New Zealand at the moment of us sitting there going, oh my God, yeah, I have got vaginal dryness or brain fog or something. So, you know, it's a huge, huge um, issue. But um, I also think that, um, yeah, that issue of closing down intimacy for fear of hurting you is just a heart, heartbreaking, heartbreaking thing. Yeah. I think also though I've I have found um, menopause can also be incredibly liberating, and what I'm thinking about when I say this is if you know we can have a complex relationship with sex with sex, can't we? Yeah. And things like abuse, yeah, um, trauma, damage after childbirth, any all these things can set up. Um, complexity and um, you know promiscuity whatever it is and 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 so in some instances menopause that dampening down of all of that kind of thing (laughs) um, drive (laughs) that drive yeah can actually be oh my god what a blessing Mm. you know to to um for instances where 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 complexity about one's sex life um, gets tricky, and then suddenly it doesn't matter so much anymore mm. because of a drop in libido. Oh my God, revelation! So I think that is really lovely. It can be a real stepping into one's power. I think um, I'm childless, and I know for me. I did the classic Lichtenstein painting of, oh my God, I haven't had children yet, Mm. as I was racing towards menopause. When menopause came along, I thought, this is wonderful because it's a line in the sand. There are no more what could be's. It's like, this is what it is. And all those things, whether it's because of abuse or childlessness, whatever, suddenly menopause, you have this lifting and releasing of a whole lot of baggage yeah it's done you can't revisit it anymore no and (laughs) yeah when you're not running around like the kind of you know the what's it the Duracell bunny um, there is so much more room up in this head to think about stuff yeah you know you're you have the opportunity to to really blossom you know and your creativity and your Mm dreams and wishes and spirituality I don't know whatever it is oh I agree I mean yeah I'm literally sitting in that space now where so much of my day-to-day life is around the creativity of what I'm able to do for women yeah Um, it's empowering huh oh it's just waking up freaking excited and yeah the (laughs) symptoms are still there and sometimes occasionally 
they might might hold me back. I might not be able to go as fast as I'd like to go. But then I remind myself, I can only go as fast as my body and mind will allow. And therefore, I just enjoy that. Like I fully enjoy it. I used to like you say, race around like the Duracell bunny and tick all the boxes and try to get this done and that done. But I never once took a moment to step back and go, that was good. Yeah. You know, I just celebrate, oh, that was a really good job there. That was really good work there. I was always on to the next thing. Yeah. Now I actually do have quite a few moments where I just sit down, have a think about it, go for a walk, talk to a friend about it, like really take the time to embrace, you know, yeah, the, the things that are happening today. I think that's the highlight of menopause for me too. Yeah. yeah, and don't you think that also when we have these moments now, you know, the fog comes back or the hot flush or whatever, I think of them as indicators and reminders for empathy and compassion. Nice. You know? Yeah, absolutely. They remi- yeah. You, you know, we, we, we're living this just like so many other women that are kind of coming along the conveyor belt towards us. Yeah. We're heading on past others. You know, it, 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 it returns to, it, it reminds us that, oh my God, yeah, that hot flush thing is really, but it passes. I, I was talking to a friend the other day and I had told her a few years ago that with my hot flushes, I used to surf them. I would picture myself on this wave just, and I'd go with them. And she said, that was the single most best bit of advice I've ever had about flushes. Um, The other thing also is I keep thinking, and because I, I mean, I've got customers in my, in their nineties that are, I mean, it's just wonderful, but um, sex after menopause, I've decided can be like a bit of like a fine wine. Okay. Yep. You might put it in the cellar for a while. (laughs) (laughs) you're you're good at this your analogies are just spot on it's so good (laughs) you get a little turn every now and then to stop all that rubbish you know kind of yeah but it becomes something I think and from what I'm learning from the women who've gone down this conveyor belt before me it can become like a fine wine you know it becomes mellower it changes it it is different because also the partners our partners are aging too too yeah yeah I think that we don't talk about that right no yeah we don't recognize that they're actually having physical mental and emotional changes as well yeah yeah exactly Mm. so intimacy and sex and all of these things shift and change and um and that's kind of wonderful yeah no we don't we don't have to be forever 30 you know yeah it's real power and beauty so I think of it as a you know the the fine wine the bottle goes might go in the cellar for a while as we're going through menopause change but but something else changes and our partners regardless of gender and anything are changing too you know aging is beautiful we have a season for everything and 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 this season of menopause and postmenopause I think is it's it can we can make it as amazing as we want to Mm -hmm. really yeah really 
Yeah, <laughs> but not with glycerin. <laughs> no, no. So I want to kind of wrap up um, yes, our conversation because I think we've just covered so many awesome mm. topics, a lot of things that we hadn't planned. And I just, <laughs> I absolutely love it. And that's the whole point of having a conversation. Um, so uh, yeah, you have NatFem and I just want to applaud you for the recent recognition in the UK, um, shortlisted in the Pure Beauty Awards in London, which is yep. amazing. So congratulations. Yep. Thank you for best new sexual intimate care product. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Thank well you. done. Go you in Havelock North. <laughs> All right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in New Zealand. Um so yeah, how do people um, access NatFem? And I right. and I'm just going to say right here, I have never promoted any particular product or brand through Sexy Aging, but this is my first time um, actually talking about a brand that I wholeheartedly support. Um, I will be using it myself. I'll be um, obviously encouraging other people to give it a shot. How do they access it? Okay, well um, NatFem. Um it's I, I'm a tiny little uh, you know producer so you can get it from my website yeah um and um it's called NatFem or NatFem Botanics um I will send it to you myself you will get a little handwritten note from me so and nice. I've, I've got customers all around the world you know UK USA Canada Australia yeah. New Zealand. so that's all fine I can get it to you um and um, you will find, I'm finding increasingly, I'm getting um, health professionals, doctors, gynecologists, whatever, asking for samples to, to use in clinic and to give to women in clinic. And so um, you may see it popping up there. I'm not selling it in chemists and things at the moment because I just haven't, um, I haven't, haven't got to that point yet. You know, they release <laughs> Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I look I forward, understand. Yeah. yeah. But um, but I have been really um to be honest, I have been really blown away over the last few years by what this is doing. And so for me now, I'm really really focusing in on how I can support women going through menopause as much as possible because it is so important. We're not alone. There are people who can come and help in so many different ways. And this is part of my way of helping. Yeah, it's awesome, Georgina. We're a team sport in this yep. uh, conversation. Yep. So, yeah, it's so, amazing. Thank you. I'm going to post about how to find that film in the can show Can you put notes. your link? Yeah, I didn't know whether yeah. I should say it or not. Or yeah, what. no, I'll put it there so it's really easy. People can go to the show notes, click on the link, and have access directly to um, that film. Um, the balm that they're looking for, because you've got a series of products yeah. there. So there's um, the balm you're looking for. There's NatFem Original and there's NatFem Super Soothing. NatFem, says it on the tin, was the original one. That contains, among the ingredients, it contains beeswax to give it that structure. Mm -hmm. And NatFem Super Soothing is vegan. So I've replaced the beeswax with plant waxes and oils and both of them though have all the healing herbs and it's sort of plantain and calendula and um chickweed who knew so funny that a plant called chickweed would be so helpful for us menopausal <laughs> babes for us chicks <laughs> yeah <laughs> and um and yeah but also just remember it's, it's i've made it so it can go in the most delicate of areas so you can actually put it anywhere if you've got itches and things just amazing it, you know yeah um 
and then there are I've also formulated products for face and and body and things to you know help with herpes outbreaks and stuff like that so yeah, that's yeah. all there on the site and and if you have any questions email me through the site message me I'll answer them and send your stories right because yeah. we love stories I know that whenever someone comes and tells me that something that I've put out there or written or um, spoken about on the podcast when they come and tell me whether they write it or actually send a voice message or whatever my heart starts racing yeah do you, do you get cry. that as well I cry I <laughs> <laughs> yeah my heart races tears well up in my eyes yeah um I, I have to just, go and kind of lie down or something like, was that something. thing you were saying about empathy yeah just goes up massively because you know you really really get and understand the stage of life and how it's affecting women so and how difficult women have found it to talk about it too scared to talk to the doctor or a partner or even friends because oh my god I can't admit you know I've got this I can't thing. admit it yeah so many of us do have these things and you know so if you start off by talking to us and you work your way out from there fine but you know you'll be surprised when you do start talking about it how many people will go yeah I know exactly how you're feeling yeah amazing thank you Georgina thank you Tracy wonderful it's been gorgeous spending this time with you likewise thank you I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did catching up with my guest if you are enjoying the podcast don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends and feel free to rate and review too for the book, online course, blog, workshops, and coach calls, subscribe to www.sexyaging.com. That's aging with an E.